Good morning to the podcast listeners. Thank you very much for coming back. This is Mindwarp that I host together with MP Stradom. Good morning and welcome, MP. Yes, morning, John. It's great to share the podcast with you again. Today we have Fani Terblanche, uh, the executive director of a company called Elitica, with a long-standing association with MineRP. Without further ado, I would like to introduce you then to Dr. Fani Terblanche, as well as Andris Loebscher. Andris Loebscher is our product director. Good morning, Fani and Andris. Good morning, John. And MP, thank you for uh, having me on your uh, podcast. It's really great to be joining you. Excellent. Andres, good morning. Hi, hi everyone. Uh, yeah, it's uh, stunning to be here this morning. Andres, this is your second podcast. Yes, I've been here before. Um, love talking to you guys. Uh, I think uh, this morning is going to be quite exciting talking to you about something new. So, Fani, let's start with you. I'm going to ask you two questions. Firstly, tell us about yourself and introduce the company Elitica to us, please. Hello, John. Uh, yes, um, I've been working on optimization problems in various industries over the years, uh, but my own personal journey in mining uh, started back in 2000 when I joined MineRP as a developer. So, of course, back then MineRP was still known as uh, GMSI, Graphic Mining Solutions International. And then after that, I, I came back to academia um, and uh, to, to complete my, my PhD studies. And during that time, I also got involved in research uh, related to other types of applications in other industries, uh, for instance, telecommunications and um, finance. Um, I spent a couple of years uh, as a lecturer in the school uh, in the Center for Business Mathematics at Northwest University. Mm-hmm. And there I got some exposure to, to the financial industry, financial models. During that time, I, I was still involved in uh, projects uh, jointly with MineRP for mining. Uh, and I think all of the exposure I had in, in finance, in um, algorithmic work, uh, allowed me to really uh, gain the, the, the knowledge and the skills to, to start Elitica. Just uh, on that, were you involved with the Planet Optum uh, product that James I developed at the time? Yes, uh, MP, that was, that was really an exciting project back then. I was uh, part of the, the team that worked on, on Planet Optum. And I think that was that was the start, actually, of, of the work that we are continuing now uh, yeah. in optimization. I remember the first day that I uh, that I started work for GMSI in 2001. The very first presentation that I saw in the old boardroom in Olivedale was on Planet Optum. It must have been some of your work, so we go back a long time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means uh, I, I knew about, heard about Planet Optum, but I didn't know it went that, back that far. So it means yeah. that MineRP and yourself have been in association around optimization for a little while already. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Now that you scratched that back in the history, I, I remember Planet Optum back in those days. Many of the audience might not know of the name today, and you might ask, where did it go? And I think, uh, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have nearly as much access to data as we have today. And so optimization engines are, are data hungry. And I mean, back then, we were asking mines for costing models, and they were 
horribly, horribly rudimentary. And I think uh, where we are today with access to multi sets of, of data that we can bring together, we, we actually stand a better chance of, of hitting the optimization you know, landscape with, with something it can chew on. And computing power. So uh, yep. tell us about Analytica as an introduction before we dive into detail. Uh, where did you come on the name? What is it? Who is in it? And 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 maybe a bit about the association with Minop with this company. All right. So the the name Elitica is uh, is something that that I thought of uh, trying to to think of a name that captures uh, what we do in terms of analytics. And uh, I also realized that we will do a lot of our work within an engineering environments you know not just mining but maybe manufacturing or even telecommunications i combined it to to come up with elitica so it's oh. based on engineering analytics the combination is elitica then ah, okay uh, so elitica provides optimization and predictive modeling as an on-demand cloud-based service so allowing our clients to focus on their core business we take care of the, the technology requirements and provide the mathematical modeling expertise to enhance analytic-based decision support. And we, and we try to do this across all levels of an organization. So more importantly, our solutions allow for the optimization of strategic objectives. And we, we do that by prescribing what the best course of action is on an operational level. So in summary, our mathematical models capture and combine both the business logic as well as uh, appropriate business KPIs. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think this is then also why Elitica is such a great addition to the, to the MineRP platform. The Elitica models that we create uh, are populated with uh, appropriate data from all the various levels of an organization through the MineRP platform. So yeah. the output produced in by these models are then consumed by the MineRP platform. So which in turn allows us then to interpret and analyze the results within a spatial context. And I think the, the other important feature that, uh, that is provided by the MineRP platform is the traceability and, and, and auditability of thousands of optimization scenarios that can be produced, you know, by combining multitude of options in the form of different mine designs, geology models, financial models, and so on. Yeah, just on that uh, topic, we'll we'll dive into the uh, into the engine room a little bit later. You've noticed the uh, integration with MineRP. Uh, and maybe just as a question to you. If Elitica is, uh, you know, well aligned with with our platform, how does it go the other way around? I mean, why were we interested in using this as a service kind of uh, association mm. versus versus building something hard bolted onto our solutions? Well, I think one of the things that you, if you look in the landscape of optimization, you get a lot of kinds of people. Some people are are mathematicians and work purely with the, the optimal solutions uh, and finding them. And the math models associated with that, and and other people are, uh, you know, how do I make the most of this, or how do I get the most of that, and 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 if I've got working with scheduling problems, you know, how do I manually schedule, or how do I get the best bang for buck out of the the plan that I'm making, and and typically, one would really code for for several years trying to 
to make those math models blend with the data sets. I think with uh, with the strategic approach that uh, uh, you know people like John O'Gannon and and the other people in our organization have have put on the table, we've basically said, well, all we really need to do is is amalgamate our data and expose it to analytical engines. And with our partnership with Elitica, we've standardized those data exchanges. Elitica have provided APIs that are accessible to feed you know, task and cost and production information to that. And then they can go and run it on whatever engine that it needs to run. Um, and I think Farni can talk to us a little bit about the, the different kinds of engines that they use. And all of that is obfuscated to MinorP. And we really just give them data and receive an answer back based on the objective function that the particular user is interested in, uh, whether that's, you know, give me the maximum gold or give me the, the maximum cash flow or, or optimize for NPV or, you know, constrain with the, this amount of resources. So those those business questions are the things we pose to uh, Elithica and, and we get results back from that, independent of what solving technology they, they choose to use. Fani, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the different kinds of, uh, you know, solving engines that are, are available and that we don't necessarily from, from the minor P side or, the, you know, the guy having the problem need to commit to any one of those platforms. Yes, uh, so that's, uh, I think, our competitive advantage is the fact that we have a platform um, that allows us to rapidly deploy optimization as, as a solution um, as well as predictive modeling. And we achieve that by allowing the mathematical models to be consumed by different solver technologies. So, so we are solver agnostic in the sense that we don't commit to just one specific solver. Maybe I should just also clarify what I mean by solver. When we work with, with optimization, the approach that we follow is to first create an abstraction of, of the, the problem that we're trying to solve. So this abstraction is a mathematical model. So it comprises variables, constraints, and objective function. Uh, but that's just what we use to describe the problem. And then we still have to generate solutions. And our solutions are generated typically through the application of algorithms. So uh, instead of creating your algorithms, uh, you may make use of existing off-the-shelf uh, commercial solvers. And um, some of them are, for instance, um, IBM, Cplex, Girobi. There are some open source solvers. So quite a, a wide variety of solvers we can make use of. And our platform then has an interface to each of those solvers. And then from a user perspective, we can decide, well, which of the solvers we, we, we want to make use of based on criteria of efficiency or cost. And, and I think this is where we, we have the, the advantage of allowing the user to focus on, on the, the core business, on the business problem, rather than trying to figure out the, the details of, of solvers or algorithms. You know, we've over the last uh, um, a year, we've thrown all kinds of problems at Elitica from, uh, uh, you know, dealing with uh, high-rise skyscraper uh, efficient usage and, and looking at um, all kinds of things like um, uh, farming and trying to understand the, the issues around farming. So I think, Farni, if you, if you give us a little bit of a view on, on how broad the Elitica services actually can be, it'll be fantastic. 
So initially, Elitica focused uh, mainly on, on scheduling optimization problems. Uh, but as we managed to, to create a platform that allows us uh, to, to capture uh, the mathematics of, of any type of, of problem, uh, it allowed us to also start looking at um, uh, other uh, very specific problems in mining. So what comes to mind is, for instance, to sort out uh, blending where there is a view on, on market orders. So this is uh, an example where we were able to, to capture the, the mathematics of, of the blending problem and also to uh, connect it to the, the financial objective of, of matching market orders. Uh, other problems that I can, can think of is also uh, working specifically on, uh, on the logistics side. When we, when we talk about logistics um, and inventory control, so this is one of the, the problems that, where we can capture the business logic and um, we don't need to, to worry about the algorithmic part uh, because we, we, we interface with the necessary solvers. Other examples, for instance, to optimize allocation of office spaces. And this is this is an interesting problem. It's it's not mining, but the, the concept of it is, is is very similar where you have a scarce resource. We we provide solutions to 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 schedule and allocate that efficiently. Some other examples, the efficient um, use of, of energy within um, the electric vehicle market. So how to to, to do routing of electric vehicles optimally, taking into account battery status, taking into account um, uh, solar irradiance. So, so mm -hmm. we try to capture all of that within our models and um, we make use of the same underlying technology to solve those models. So we can really tackle a variety of, of problems. We just have to understand the business logic. We just need to be able to to translate that into to an objective function and uh, pass it through the platform. I'm pretty sure someone's going to uh, to ask us about uh, how to apply that in the mining world as we move away from diesel to electric vehicles uh, underground and, and on surface in mining as well. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, let's steer towards the end. How is Elitica different with MineRP than what the other solutions we see in the market operating specifically in the mining industry, Fani? Uh, as I said, uh, John, our competitive advantage is the, the rapid deployment of optimization and predictive modeling through our platform. Um, and yeah, just to, to, to make that clear, the, the traditional approach of deploying analytic solutions entails a model building and validation phase followed by an implementation phase. So the implementation phase involves either the use of existing software or the development of custom algorithms. Um, but in, in any case, you will have to do some programming. Our platform bypasses the implementation phase completely. So we provide an interface, as I said, to, to most of the solvers and, and our own custom solvers. Uh, and we, we capture the mathematical models using a typesetting language and our interpretation engine then invokes the, the appropriate optimization um, solver. So, so, so the fact that we are able to really quickly build models, capture them on the platform and quickly get to a point where we can calculate solutions is what makes us different to, to what's currently out there in the market. 
So, so you said this is a cloud-based solution. You are cutting out long implementation uh, phases. That all translates to value. Fantastic. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. As we draw this to a close, then, uh, in, in summary, so, Fani, how, how, do, how, do, how does someone know that they need Elitica? Well, MP, I think in today's competitive environment in which companies have to navigate through so much uncertainty and deal with limited resources, you know, going with your gut feel and relying on the status quo is it's not, it's just not good enough. Complicate things even more, organizations have been positioning themselves to create a data-rich environment over the last decades, but they still haven't reached the maturity to translate the data into business insights and to act on those insights in an efficient way. So you need Elitica, not just for you know, operational planning and execution, but also for supporting strategic decision-making. So we provide our clients with access to effective and efficient on-demand analytics. So I think in the future uh, program, Jean, we may want to talk a little bit more about prescriptive analytics and, yeah. and even how that moves over to cognitive uh, to the cognitive world. I know that both Andres and Fani have a lot to say about that, but we don't have the time for that in this in this round. <laughs> uh, let's bring this to a close. Fani, this is very interesting talking to you. We need to talk to you again, but to give the audience a bit of a glimpse of yourself, what is uh, a, a doctor in optimization read for fun. <laughs> yes. Well, I just finished reading The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger. So he's the former CEO of Disney. And uh, it's an insightful and entertaining book about his career and his journey within the corporate world of media and entertainment. And uh, some of the things I took from it is the value of Trusting your team, empowering them, wow. taking risks, you know, uh, uh, most importantly, not to get, a, get distracted by, by those who do not believe in your vision. So it's definitely something I can re recommend. And uh, currently I'm, I'm busy with uh, the Society of Timid Souls by Polly Morland. And the theme of the book is centered around the notion of being brave. So although I just started reading the book, I think the topic is really appropriate, not just for, for the fact that I'm you know, part of a startup company, but also for the uh, challenging times that we are currently facing. Very interesting. MP, I think we need to create a book list uh, of all yeah. the people that we've interviewed so far. That sounds very interesting. Andres and yourself. Jean, as you know, uh, um... I'm not much of a reader, but uh, for, for comedy, I, I stick to Trump Twitter feeds. And maybe we should ask Fani to, with an optimization routine, that'll tell us how that whole scene will play out. <laughs> Fani and Andres, thank you very much. It was insightful talking to you. MP, uh, it's a pleasure to host with you. Always. Uh, thank, thank you, and goodbye. Thank you, Thank you.